Every lady needs a hobby. A Miss Fisher's murder mystery podcast. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Genevieve. This week, we're reviewing season three, episode three. Murder and mozzarella. And there is no mozzarella harmed in this episode. True. And in fact, I don't None know that all. we see any mozzarella. Well, Miss Fisher does eat a couple of meals and the food's not really pictured. So maybe there is, but yeah, I think but you should not. show it. I want to see all the mozzarella, just a lot of mozzarella. Yeah, I feel like they could have shown us more delicious heaping piles of Italian food than they did, which and they showed us like none. So yeah, really, we see a lot of sauce, a lot of tomato sauce, and that's about it, and a big chunk of butter. Oh that's yeah, that's not mozzarella. It's not the same. There are some tomatoes visible when Miss Fisher is having dinner with Guido. Mm-hmm. But, but I feel is- like the food is not central to that interaction in any way. Yeah, maybe they just couldn't afford to employ like a food fluffer or whatever the job title would be <laughs> i just imagine someone like literally like with a fork just sort of fluffing food <laughs> well did you read that article about the food for little women no um it was like going around you know because listeners we live in boston little women was filmed here so there's all kinds of stuff going around like this filming location blah blah, blah. anyway um, the scene where they come back from helping the poor woman and the neighbor has provided the feast for them. And there's a huge bowl of like scoops of ice cream. I haven't watched it yet. Wait, you haven't seen Little Women yet? No, but Rob's out of town this week and my plan is to go see it. Well, well, there's a scene with like this ridiculous feast. It's like super good looking and just bountiful. And I read that it's all real food. Even the ice cream is real. And they just had someone on hand constantly putting new scoops in that that giant goblet of ice cream. So this is informative to the episode many episodes ago where they're at the beach and they're eating ice cream. And we were wondering, is there someone who is bringing them new ice cream cones? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, it must have been, right? It must have been, yeah. And then did they have to get the whole thing in one shot for continuity so that, like, the ice cream wasn't at different stages of melting when they kind of panned back and forth between the guys and Miss Fisher and Dot? Well, I think we need to go back to that episode and watch frame by frame to see the progress of the ice cream being eaten, which I haven't done yet, but... Oh, I'm willing to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rob is out of town, so I can just do whatever weird shit I want. No one's going to judge me for it. <laughs> Like, watch Miss Fisher frame by frame. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, anyway, what did you so, think of this episode? I think this might be my favorite episode. I was oh. thinking about this. I, okay. I, I really like this episode. And I think it's because... We get a jealous Phryne, which we we don't really get at any other time. Like, she's sort of, like, sizing Rosie up, but is she jealous of Rosie? No. Like, she figures out pretty quickly that that is an X situation. Conchetta yes. is, I don't know. Yeah. I think Miss Fisher feels not at all threatened by Rosie, but Conchetta, yeah. you definitely see her get under Miss Fisher's skin. She is threatened by Conchetta, and I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. And she does things that she just seem very out of character. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. like you see things from her that it's like only in this episode, you know? Yeah. Her composure definitely cracks. So, yeah, I think I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm prepared to say it's my favorite episode because I love all of them so much. But it's up there. I really like this episode. Yeah, I mean, definitely, as you know, season three, episode one, always and forever, my favorite episode. But this one's up there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like Guido. Like he's he's not like my normal my type or whatever, but like 
I find him kind of sexy. I don't know. I like it. I like this episode. Is it the way he weirdly like licks ice cream off her arm or I, anyway, we can discuss that when yeah, we get we to that scene. That later, but <laughs> he has some sex appeal for like a middle-aged Italian man who is not my normal type. I'm into it. I don't know. I can't explain it. All right. Yeah. I have some thoughts on him that we can discuss later. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, so the cold open of this episode is a woman being murdered in a large kitchen. Um, <laughs> or we Spoiler think. alert. She's not actually being murdered. Yeah. We think she's being murdered. He's like, Guys like wrestling with her, choking her. She's putting up a damn good fight. He rips off her rosary, scatters all over the floor. There's marinara dripping. Pots are clanging. It's a pretty good scene. Yeah, it's great. The dripping, the, the well, the music is great, and then the dripping sauce is just so dramatic. Oh yeah. Although I do feel like it's a little bit cliche, the sort of violent crime happening set to the like Italian opera music. You know, I feel like that's that's been done before. I don't even care though. It's so good. Oh yeah, it still works. <laughs> What song is that? I don't know. I should have looked it up. <laughs> so then we cut to the church where Hugh is converting to Catholicism. <laughs> yes, that is what is happening. <laughs> sort of grudgingly so. He's like, well, when Dot made me come, I mean, when I came because I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but they don't get very far because then uh, Guido rushes up, you know, to say that I think somebody kill her, which is the best line in the episode. Maybe. <laughs> uh. <laughs> See, he's so great. He's so great. I love yeah. his character. <laughs> Listeners, uh, as you may remember, Genevieve and I used to live together in a sort of seedy apartment. And uh, we had this like he wasn't the landlord, but he was sort of like the super. He was like an elderly Italian man. Who, uh, yeah. who had a, an Italian accent and a toupee. Uh, it was a humorous dude. <laughs> Why you not pay the rent? <laughs> because there are no heat. <laughs> the apartment is falling down, but you still got to pay the rent. <laughs> but we will not pay the rent until the window is fixed. That's how yeah. we talked to him. Yeah, we just we talked back to him in the same sort of cadence. No, we didn't do that. What was his name? Oh, I don't even I don't remember. I Gino? It was Gino. Gino. It was Gino. <laughs> and then his son was the one that the police arrested while we watched through the window. Oh, man. I forgot about that. Yeah, because his son was breaking into the church downstairs. We had our own murder and mozzarella drama. <laughs> I forgot all about it. And my question is, why was he trying to get into that church? There's what? nothing in there but instruments. He wanted to steal the candlesticks. I don't know. That was all. That was weird. Anyways. Anyway, that was, that was the whole thing. Um, so then Dot and Hugh rush off with Guido to the murder scene, um, which is this restaurant. Shoot, I keep forgetting their names. Cabrones? Uh, Carbones. Carbones. Cabrones, I think, means so. like bastard or something in Spanish. Um, <laughs> maybe not bastard, but like asshole. Um, anyway, um, I love that. In this scene, the way Dot just like pushes Hugh out of the way to get to the telephone. <laughs> so good. Like, she's like, We must call Miss Fisher. And he's like, No, no, we need we need to call the inspector. And she's like, But we should call Miss Fisher first. And he's like, We should call the inspector first. And she's like, Well, it's my church. Ladies first. Because I do the, the flowers. <laughs> How does she have time to do the flowers? She's a ma- lady of many talents. 
I guess so, yeah. Um, And I noted in the scene that, that she, they both come and start investigating together, and Hugh is too focused to even scold her. That's true. She she brings up a bunch of things, and he mm-hmm. just, like, lets it happen. With it. Maybe it's the, sure. the spirit of the Lord working in him. It must be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did just come from the church. Um, the things, the clues we notice, there are several clues. There's a boot print in the sauce, which somehow, unclear, they use as evidence later. I don't know how. <laughs> this boot print in the sauce to Vincenzo's boot later, like they have him take a boot print. Oh my gosh. And Maybe I'm like, just measure it and make a sketch. We don't see that happen though. And it's also like literally a pasta boot print, like a pasta sauce boot print. It's just not admissible in court. That's all I'm saying. That you don't think the pasta boot print is admissible in court? Yeah. <laughs> Did they take a cast of it? That is impossible. Maybe they let the marinara dry and then they took a cast of it. But then I assume the marinara would experience like some shrinkage, which would affect the accuracy of the measurement of the boot print. You know, like the boot print would print go, grow larger as the marinara sort of shrinks and, and dries out, and desiccates. Not, not good evidence. Anyways, whatever. We see yes. it. They use it later. I don't know what to say. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. <laughs> um, um, the other clue is that Guido says, Camora. Hugh freaks out and then he's like, silencio. Oh, yeah. Um, I did do some research for this episode, but I did not research Camora, which I'm not sure if, if that's a real thing. Did you look it up? I did. It is a real thing. Still exists. It's an oh. Italian mafia type crime syndicate still active today. Allegedly. I mean, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) Um, And the interesting thing about it is it has a horizontal structure rather than a vertical structure like the Sicilian mafia. Hmm. So the different clans act independently. That doesn't really come up in this episode, but I don't know. Interesting. Different clans. So like different families. They Mm -hmm. like like there's no like ruler. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Although in this episode, there is. But I think, like, he can kind of, I guess it does kind of come in play. He can kind of, like, make his own decisions. It's not like he's reporting to somebody back in Italy. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, so then um, Miss Fisher and the inspector do arrive. It's not, it's never made clear which one is telephoned first. Um, But they arrive at the scene at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, suspicious. (laughs) We happen to meet on the street. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they were together before this happens. No, I don't think so, though, based on Yeah. I like I sort of like to view it through the lens of like how other people see it though sometimes. Yeah. Like we had some coworkers once who started suspiciously showing up at the same time. Oh. And they're they're married now. Um so my only note on this scene is like why is the inspector so friendly with Guido if he eats at the rival restaurant all the time? And I guess he was investigating a crime, but he's, you know, quite friendly with him. Yeah, but I think he was, he, he was investigating two crimes. He was investigating someone trying to burn down Guido's restaurant and someone killing Conchetta's husband. Right, so, right. Yeah, he's definitely like, he knows. He knows these people on both sides. Right. Um, <laughs> so then Mary, Mariana, his daughter, arrives on the scene. Um, and Miss Fisher immediately offers her services. <laughs> <laughs> And then the Kimura comes up again and Jack is like, no, 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 I don't, I'm not going to tell you about that. 
And um, Franny's like, do you think I'm scared of them? And he's like, no, I knew you'd be drawn to it like a moth to a flame. And he's not. <laughs> I just want to know he's not wrong. He is not wrong. But it's like he never learns. You know, the fastest way to get Miss Fisher interested in something is to try and stop her from being interested in it. She's mm-hmm. like a cat, you know, like the if he just sort of pretended that he didn't care, she might have been less engaged. Just saying. Yeah, but I don't think he's capable of that sort of deception. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, so then when Miss Fisher is interviewing Mariana and asking her where she was at the time of the like assault or, you know, what they believe to be a murder. And she mentions that she was out getting butter. This is the point where I remember that she had something to do with the murder. And I couldn't remember if she did it or if she was the one who thought she did it, but really didn't. Anyway. No, she did it. She was the murderer. Yep. 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 Which I remembered right away. Again, I think I've just watched this episode more times than most of them because it's my favorite, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like immediately, like kind of the whole plot of this episode. So, yeah. Um, so then the scene ends with Guido running off with a gun to their um, rival restaurant, ri- rival restaurant, Stranos. Stranos! Stranos! Um, we also learned that they're, they're, um, not only Luisa was preparing a special dish for the Festival of the Madonna, which I was like, I'm going to look that up. And I Googled it. And then we, Wikipedia suggested an article t- titled Feast of Our Lady of the Hens. The hens? The hens. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Anyways, it seems like there's many festivals of the Madonna all over the place, including the Fisherman's Feast in Boston in the North End, which I think I've like stumbled upon. Oh, I've been to that. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> that reminds me of like, um, well, like Mardi Gras kind of not Mardi Gras, but like I used to go to like Fasching when we lived in Germany, which is the same holday. And it's like, uh. Anyway, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> like highest likelihood of witnessing a street brawl <laughs> that you'll experience oh. all year. <laughs> yeah. Not highest likelihood of eating a special dish prepared from the old country. No. Um, if that dish is funnel cake, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, you know, this is a, a lot of riffraff out and about on the streets. Uh, yeah. They go to the county fair, you know? Oh, yeah. I know. I know about the county fair. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, um, Anyway, so before Guido gets to Stranos, Jack arrives and we immediately see that something is a bit off because Conchetta is so friendly, takes his coat, kisses his cheek, says, see, I know what you like, and then flirts with him his reasons for arriving, which is very unusual for Jack. We, in fact, never see anyone, anyone treat Jack like this. Oh, no, never. No one ever fits with Jack. No. Not even Rosie. All she does is just collapse crying in his arms, Mm -hmm. which, it's not flirting. Does not count. Nope. (laughs) Miss Fisher flirts with Jack constantly, incessantly, but not like Conchetta. Not like Conchetta. This is different. Yeah, because Miss Fisher's always more, I mean, she's more teasing. Mm Mm-hmm. I think this is the great contrast between Conchetta and Miss Fisher, you know? Conchetta is, like, eager to please. She's just ready and willing. She's like, I made you spaghetti. Just, you know, take me on I made you the spaghetti. <laughs> sorry. This is, I'm sorry to any of our listeners in Italy. Uh, do we have any listeners in Italy? I don't know. Probably. Probably, like, three. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can make 
fun of our American accents on a podcast. Yeah, please do. I recognize now that I have a very nasal Midwestern accent, so I'm I'm fine with being made fun of for it. Should we record the whole podcast in our Midwestern accents? Yeah, let's. <laughs> yeah, Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Yeah, we <laughs> won't do that too. Wonderful. <laughs> That's authentic. We are both from the Midwest, so it's true. Enjoy it. I insisted for a long time that I did not have an accent, and then I moved to another place, and I realized that I did have an accent. Mm, I barely yes. can't say calendar right. Calendar. I had the same experience, and I used to insist that Minnesotans did not have accents. Oh, yeah. Like, so exaggerated in the movies. Nobody talks like that. And then after living here for four years, when I went back to Minnesota to visit, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, you guys have an accent. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can hear it now. <laughs> the show of this guy who's from Michigan. And I was like, he was watching. I was like, this guy's from Michigan. And I looked him up and I was like, he's from Michigan. See, I told you he has an, a Michigan accent. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I have a Michigan accent. Oh, no. Yeah. Um. So then Guido. So yeah. burst. What? Then Guido. Oh, yeah. Burst. Yeah. Um, there's a tense standoff between him and Conchetta's brother, Vincenzo. Uh, I have noted that the gun goes off, but I think it's clear that Guido shoots the gun. <laughs> uh, and there's like a yeah. painting of a waiter and it goes right between the eyes of that waiter in the painting. Um, yes. And so, sorry. Nope. Never mind. Cut that. <laughs> okay. Cut. Um, oh, Guido also accuses Vincenzo of killing Nana Luisa. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I put tense standoff in my notes. It's not tense. It's passionate. It's very, like, uh, Vincenzo says that Carboni's killed Conchetta's husband. And then Guido comes in and says, you killed Nana Luisa. It's very obvious where the there's a lot of, you know, accusing going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Friday um, just very skillfully, like, wrestles the gun from Guido. Oh, yeah. She's, like, right in the line of fire, you know? So Trying to defuse the situation. So then um, I think they both get hauled in for questioning. Um, well, Jack, like, puts on his, I am a police officer and you are going to put stop this nonsense right now, which I I really enjoy. He's very. Yeah. <clears throat> he's like. On he's multiple there. occasions in this episode. He's very, oh, yeah. In a very, like, sexy sort of like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a way that I don't hate. I don't hate. I'm just don't kidding. hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it either. Um. And then Conchetta helps Jack put on his coat and Phryne definitely notices. There's oh, a lot of... And, yes. <laughs> Sorry, she's just finish. like, she's like holding the gun and then and then Conchetta is like stroking Jack's collar and Phryne's like, excuse me, I have a man at gunpoint, but something more important is happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, Conchetta is just, she's patting him down so aggressively. And uh, I think this is something we've all seen happen and we're like, oh, really? And just, you know, I like I've had some eye rolls at at this kind of behavior. But um, the look on Friday's face is just not something we usually see. Like she is just like, you know, she's like, how dare you? How dare you stroke his lapel? That is my job. But she's also so taken by surprise. Mm -hmm. You know, she did not see this coming. Yeah. Anyways, I also like in the scene, this is like totally separate and not as interesting, but the, <laughs> the grandpa tries to convince the other diners who have just seen this like standoff <laughs> at gunpoint. Like literally a man walks in with a gun and like shoots up the restaurant and like is wrestled by this like woman who wrestles him and then holds him at gunpoint. And then the, the, the chef is just like, nothing to see here, folks. Just like enjoy your dinner. 
Oh my! I noticed that. I noted that down too. He's like, "Why well, you know it is spaghetti? There's no, there was no gunshot. It was a mamuna. It's nothing. It's nothing. Firecracker. Yeah, drink of the wine. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty brazen. I that would have been a dine and dash situation for me. I would have grabbed my first of all. I would have grabbed my plate. Maybe I would have also grabbed my wine, but I would have been out of there. <laughs> but you know, I don't leave food behind. I'm trying. I'm not imagining you like there's there's a standoff at the restaurant and Mackenzie is just wine in one hand, plate in the other, running out the door. <laughs> you know me. You know me. Yeah. No, I can totally picture it. Yep. Yeah. Um. So then at City South, um, Conchetta's brother is being questioned first, which is a little interesting to me because Guido is the one who just fired a gun indoors, like in a restaurant full of people. But whatever. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. He seems like the offender in this situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, it seems like you might have killed this lady because we uh, heard you didn't like her. So <laughs> <laughs> um, he claims that he was at the movies. So that's what he was up to. And he's also continues to accuse Guido of killing Fabrizi, who I refer to in my notes as Fabrizi because it's much easier. <laughs> um, yeah. When Conchetta was first introduced, Dan was heard to say, Pancetta. <laughs> I considered referring to her as Panchetta throughout the episode, but I decided she was too important of a character to yeah. do so. <laughs> I also, now after watching Ms. Fisher's modern murder mysteries, I was, I can't think, help thinking of her as Violetta. It's because of the same actress. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry, Violetta. Soon you will meet Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, you're going to get a, a lonely scientist to warm you, <laughs> keep you warm at night. Um, I do want to note, uh, I did do some research on something that uh, Vincenzo mentions. Um, he says that it was just him and Al Jolson at the pictures, which on first watch, I thought he had gone to the pictures with a friend named Al Jolson. <laughs> but then I Googled it um, and this, Dan knew this. He didn't have to look it up. Um, but Of course he, Dan knew who this yeah, was. I have no tri- idea who it is. He's a I trivia know. master. And he's like, oh, yeah, that guy's problematic. <laughs> he knew all about it. So anyway, Al Jolson was, according to Wikipedia, an American singer, comedian, and actor. He was dubbed the world's greatest entertainer at the peak of his career. Um, he was in the first uh, talking picture. Um, and also, he did a lot of blackface. So oh, cool. cool. That's controversial. Yeah. I mean, it's not controversial. It's, def- it's definitely bad. Um, yeah. But at the time, it was probably normal. Yeah, I think it was. And I, well, from what I read, I don't. I mean, you can't always trust Wikipedia, but you often can. But from yeah. from what I read, it sounded like he also did some advocacy for you know black people in like anti discrimination. So mm-hmm. you know he was a complicated man who did some really offensive shit. Um, <laughs> and my final note is that his material, all of it, was destroyed in the 2008 Universal fire. So you, I mean all the originals. Yeah, yeah, like you can still hear it, but you know those, those all those recordings that were lost in that fire, his were among them. Yeah, Wild. I listened yeah. to some on Spotify earlier. <laughs> was it funny? Uh, I mean, it was pretty much what you expect. It's like jazz. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so that's Al Jolson. <laughs> all right. Well, now we know. Yep. Um, so anyway, after questioning Vincenzo, Jack and Miss Fisher then discuss the Carbone Strano feud. Um, Over so, whiskey, I'll note. Yeah, in, and they're they're still at City South. Yeah, they're in Jack's office drinking whiskey. 
Yeah. Um, so apparently Fabrizi, Conchetta's late husband, tried to burn down Carbones and then was gunned down by a mysterious gunman who was never caught. Um, and then at this point, Miss Fisher decides to just dig right in. She's not dancing around the point. Is Conchetta an old friend? She, no, she specifically says that woman who is brushing down your jacket. That woman. <laughs> Was she an old friend? <laughs> I just, I love this episode so much because they just, that old friend thing just takes on like a life of its own. Oh, it really does. Yes. And Jack brings up old Lyle Compton, you know, Lyle Compton. He didn't forget about Lyle Compton. He brings him up later. He's like, oh, I know about your old friend. So I have old friends too. <laughs> yeah. I've known this woman for a whole month. And you know what I do? I eat her spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, I also think, if it was true. <laughs> what? I said that'd be funnier if it was true, but it's a platonic relationship, I'm sure. Well, not platonic, but non. It's not. I don't think he's sleeping with her. I think he is. You think so? Yeah. Oh. Because there's that whole scene where they're like sort of needling each other about, well, what did you do last night? And Jack is like, he's like kind of hungover. You think I, so? I think so. Oh yeah. Him and Conchetta, yeah. There's definitely like. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe not now, but definitely before. Maybe. I think, yeah. I think there's something going on there. All right. I mean, that'd be more interesting if that was the case. Do you think it was just platonic and, like, she was trying to get him? Well, I mean, I think there was mutual interest. My interpretation was there was mutual interest, but they weren't sleeping together. I mean, because, you know, she's, like, living with her father or her grandfather. But, like, it'd be tough to pull off, I think. (laughs) But who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I thought there was a lot of innuendo. Like, are you eating Italian tonight? I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, there was a ton of innuendo, for sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, this discussion is interrupted by what I have noted as an Italian dust-up in the lobby. (laughs) Uh, A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. The the two families are yelling at each other about an incident at the docks, um, which Mm -hmm. we only know because apparently Miss Fisher speaks Italian now. Mm-hmm. Of course she does. Yeah. Um, so Jack quickly settles the dispute with a little um, blackmail, I guess you might call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, suspended charges for the shooting for Guido and then uh, questionable liquor license practices for the Stranos. Which is serving liquor after 6 p.m. Which like yes. it's like, oh, OK, so you can drink during the day, but not yeah. after 6 p.m. How is yeah. that better? That doesn't make a lot of sense does not make a lot of sense it's like oh you want to drink during work hours that's fine drinking in the evening when you're not at work <laughs> stop yeah i meant to look that up and i didn't <laughs> i yeah, i didn't look at it i was just like this makes no sense yeah and i also noted i went back and watched the scene again and mariana and vincenza are, are quite convincing in their professed dislike of each other they yell and accuse each other of things but they're secretly in love. But somehow Miss Fisher picks up on from this interaction that they are in love with each other. She's that good. She picks it up from that? Yes. Huh. I thought it was from the movie tickets or something. Oh, no, no. It's no. from the butter. She picks it up from the butter. No, no, but when she confronts Mariana later about being in love with Vincenzo, she's like, that day at the station, you uh. seemed concerned for your father. But I could also tell that you were in love with Vincenzo. And I was like, no, you couldn't. You couldn't have told from the scene. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, so then back at the church, we have just a humorous interlude. Um, 
over the follies of Catholicism, where apparently a wife is supposed to obey her husband in all matters. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. And then the part where Hugh is, like, reveling in this and tries to hold Dot's hand and she, like, won't <laughs> hold. She pulls her hand away. Like, I have to say, it gave me big Melania vibes. Like, were you, like... I, I think there's like a video compilation of all the times yes. that Trump tried to like grab Melania's hand and she pulled it away. <laughs> she's sort of like, she's, it's like a little like, no, like just this very like flick of her hand. To like, it's subtle, no, like, no, we're not doing that. No, yeah, no, we're not going to no, talk about no, it. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I've seen this compilation. <laughs> yeah. I love where, how Dot like pulled, when, when Hugh's like reading from the pamphlet, he's like, and it says here. How a wife must obey her husband in all things. And Dot's like, let me see that. Like, grabs. Me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, oh, no, it does say that. No, no. <laughs> That's not going to work at all. <laughs> yeah. Which, my question, like, you read the Bible, and it's like, there's like a, several places where it's like, the woman must obey the man. Like, Dot would have known that already. I think yeah. they just have thought about it. It's like, oh, yeah, if I get married, that's like, like I want Hugh to convert. But what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe Dodd hasn't thought a lot of things through <laughs> when it comes to this whole marriage thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So then up next, uh, Miss Fisher pays what I would characterize as a very mean girls style visit to Conchetta at Stranos. <laughs> I actually think this is I. In watching it this time, I was like, I, this might be my favorite scene. It is so good. And, like, I, I don't think I've appreciated it before, but it's so good. She shows up in, like, the most glamorous dress with an enormous necklace and a fur. And she's like, oh, hi. Do you oh, know Oh, my Jack? God. <laughs> yeah, she's dressed to the nines. But she's also, it's such a, like, three-way call attack, I feel. Like, she pretends... And never reveals that she, like, she she has no interest in Jack. And she never, like, lets, she never plays those cards. Like, she's just like, I'm here to do a little investigating. And not just into this murder, but into why you're brushing down my boyfriend's jacket. <laughs> like, she's just, like, the way she's like, oh, he must love the food. And just the look on her face is so, like... She's just like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm your friend. We're on the same side. It's so cute that you like this guy. Tell me about it, you know? Conchetta, I think Conchetta's onto her because Conchetta says he eats here many, many, many nights. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think she kind of laughs about it. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And Miss Fisher's just like, oh, totally, yeah. I don't know. It seems very, like. I think Conchetta is sizing her up. She's like, oh, Jack. Yes, I know him. He eats here all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, I know Jack. He's here a lot. Huh. Huh. I kind of felt like, I felt like Conchetta just did not cotton on. It seemed, the reason I said Mean Girls, because it seemed very much like the way that uh, Caddy was trying to get with Aaron Samuels. And then she told Regina (laughs) George about it. And then (laughs) George was like, oh, that's fine. Oh, but I'm dating him now. I don't know. <laughs> it's very like. Anyway. <laughs> no, anyway, I'm, that's that's that scene. <laughs> she also she also like she's also still on the job. She asked her about the Camorra, and then Conchetta's like, "Oh, I don't know anything about that. Wives are not for talking to. It's an arranged marriage." Mm. So. I like spaghetti. Um, and then Conchetta's grand. I'm pretty sure he's the grandfather, right? Yeah. I thought she, he was her dad, but 
then I, as I continue watching, it's her grandfather. She, cause she's Vincenzo's brother. Yeah. I mean, Vincenzo is her brother. So, so yeah. Um, so he sits down and claims that the victim known Louise's cooking was housewife cooking, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because a lot of recipes or not rest, a lot of restaurants claim to serve home style food. Yeah. That doesn't actually seem like an insult. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, also, he claims that the recipe that Nona Luisa was planning to cook for the festival was stolen from his grandfather. Yeah. How dare she? How dare she? Um, he also you... was not lying about that. She did steal it. Yeah, that part was true. Um, I looked up the dessert, the Strati del Arcobaleno. Mm-hmm. Um, the first result is a Miss Fisher fan blog, so... <laughs> Yeah, I could not. I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it. I found some, like, Italian music. I don't know. Maybe you found it. I did. I found it under slightly different names. Mm-hmm. But okay. the tr- I think the direct translation is Layers of the Rainbow. Um, And under, like, a sim- I forget. But I found some kind of similar name. And it, it's like a rainbow cake. It's like a layer cake where each layer is a different color. But... I thought it was it was something involving the sauce because that's what Nana Luisa is working on when Vincenzo comes and attacks her. And part of his motive was to sabotage the dish that she was making. Oh, see, I kind of interpreted that as like <laughs> he was just punching her out so that she couldn't make or like, you know, he was like just oh. hurting her so she couldn't make the cake. I okay. don't know. Because I took that to mean like he like knocks the pot off the stove in that scene. So I thought all that sauce had to do with the dish, but maybe I just took it a step too far. Who knows? I don't know. I assume that like Italian grandmothers basically always have a pot of marinara sauce going on the stove, <laughs> no matter what. So yeah, no, that checks out. <laughs> um. So then after that, apparently Miss Fisher goes home, takes off the evening dress that she'd put on 20 minutes before, and <laughs> puts on her black beret. Um. Which you know what that means. Nighttime time. escapades. Yeah, time for a break in. Um, yeah, smoky alleys. Just right yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking of smoking, we see someone smoking afar, clearly observing her as she slips into Carbone's. Um, she first notices some butter. It's been there a while. Hmm. <laughs> okay, on the topic of the butter, I do just think that like. How would that butter have been there for several days? This is an Italian restaurant. Like, that was maybe, like, I don't know, three or four pounds of butter. Yeah. And I just think they would have gone through that much every single day. Right? Just the sauces alone? I don't know. Are they baking? Are they making desserts? Like, clearly, yes. Yeah. She was making the cake. So, I don't believe it, but. But I think the the butter, it was it was very soft. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I just think that it wouldn't have been that way in real life because they would have been getting butter every day. And so, because mm-hmm. she said, like, I could tell from the color that it would been had been there for several days. And in a restaurant, I don't think butter would last for several days. I think they'd be getting fresh butter every yeah. day. Yeah. No. Unless, that's unless there had been like five times as much, and that was the end of it. Maybe that was the case, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's it's a little. It's a bit of a weak link. <laughs> yeah. Also, weak link that these uh, Italian Catholics and, like, Irish Catholics would be going to the same church, I think. I don't know. Isn't religion the great equalizer? <laughs> but, like, aren't Italians usually Roman Catholics? And, like, I don't know about church, really, but... I don't know. I don't know a lot about Catholics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Well, <laughs> listeners, write in if you also think this is silly. Yeah. But um, also, wait, do we ever find out who breaks in and attacks Friday? Is it Mariana? I think we never really find out, but it's probably, it's, maybe it's Salvatore? Why? Because he wants to stop her from, yeah, I don't know. We do, I don't think we, we ever do think, find out. I don't think we ever find out. Well, that's Unless, just ridiculous. Because I, I even wrote up a whole murder recap, and I didn't consider that we don't know who the intruder is. Huh. I think we're meant to believe that it's Roberto, but I don't know why he would be why he would be doing that. Maybe he's just trying to get at her because she's sniffing around and he sees an opportunity to take her out. Yeah. But yeah, it's never revealed. They never show him with a cut on his arm. Maybe that's a deleted scene. Because it seems like, like, logically, it would be Mariana because she's the murderer and she wants to, like, cover her tracks. But Yeah, but I, I also noted that the person who attacks her looks like the, you know, the attacker from the cold open because he's wearing, like, a, a hat and has, like, a mm-hmm. scarf over his face. Mm-hmm. But the, the attacker in the cold open is, is Vincenzo, and yeah, then they check so Vincenzo's arm, so it's not him. It's not him, yeah. Well, maybe we'll never know. <laughs> Anyways. But... Then Guido comes to her aid and we hear what I think is the best line in the whole episode, which is, Miss Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> These actors went to the school of doing an Italian accent by adding A's in between words, I think. I don't, some of them look very Italian, though, but I don't, I don't know. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Miss Fisher, gotta lick your arm. Um... <laughs> um so next up is some flirt sleuthing slash nursing of an injured Guido. Um, and the Strati recipe is discussed. Guido claims that she had, Nona Luisa had no recipe book, so she couldn't have stolen that recipe. Um, and shows her some old pictures of Nona Luisa. And then Miss um, Fisher discovers a withdrawal of 77 pounds. Um <laughs> And then they take turns licking dessert off of Miss Fisher's actual body. So that's, <laughs> that's one way to do it, I guess. <laughs> My question is how does she conveniently have something from, like, it looks like she actually has something on her wrist. Like, then he, he sort of takes the next step. And he's like, oh, and there's something on your neck when there definitely isn't. But there is something on her wrist. Like, what is it? Oh, I couldn't tell. Are we supposed to believe that she sat there with Conchetta and ate, like, dinner and dessert? Like, oh, yeah, I'd love some chocolate ice cream. All right, alternative thing. Maybe her and Conchetta hooked up. <laughs> what? <laughs> and they they were also smearing dessert on each other yes. and licking it off? Oh, yes. my God. And it must have been tiramisu because that dessert has coffee in it and then that's the only way that miss fisher would have had all this energy for a second round you're, the only explanation is that friday and conchetta hooked up right before you're, this. you're right it's the only explanation the only explanation i will accept no others no <laughs> but real talk i cannot imagine a situation where after like approximately five minutes of talking i would just allow someone to lick food off of me like just that would not be my first move but what if they were italian and had a lot of chest hair showing out from their shirt i think that makes it worse mm, mm. <laughs> okay okay no okay. fair enough okay but anyway I, oh, okay there's also some 
some great like seduction lines in this because Guido is like, this must be what heaven tastes like. And then Friday's like, if it doesn't, I'm not going. And she, she's referring to the taste of her own neck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <clears throat> I think she's referring to like seduction generally, uh, specifically the, the actual taste of what's happening. Oh, man. Well, anyway, I had remembered Guido as being kind of old and not cute, but he's actually a good-looking guy. Guido, uh, have you eaten yet, Carbone? <laughs> Did we get booze on that at our live session? I feel like people booed Guido. Um, no, I think they booed Lyle Compton. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, you know, Miss Fisher plays the field. Yes. I mean, from Conchetta to Lyle Compton. Oh, my God. <laughs> so in the next scene, Miss Fisher arrives at Stranos. And, like, did you notice that it's a really big, like, villa? Like, it's huge. It looks like yeah. a mansion. <laughs> I thought at first they were bl- back at the police station. And then it was like, no, this enormous yeah. building is their, like, house slash restaurant. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, but so... She finds Jack standing on the steps drinking coffee, which perhaps this supports your theory that he's sleeping with her. I, I'm just saying. But I don't think that Papa Antonio would have been pleased to find Jack there in the morning, you know, having slept over. I don't know. It's an enormous house. How would he even know? That's true. That's true. But uh, it leads to a hilarious exchange. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What is she says? I didn't know you drank coffee, right? And he's like, would you like me to make a full confession? And she's like, no, I prefer a never-ending source of mystery. Ooh, don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, Miss Fisher hits back by letting him know that she already met Conchetta. And they've had a chat, so. She's like, oh, yeah, we met last night. And Jack's like, oh, did you now? (laughs) I know you did because I was hiding in the closet. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so those two are there to check for knife wounds on the uh, the Carbone men to see if one of them was the attacker from last night, which neither of them are. Vincenzo is not pleased. He very kind of... aggressively takes a sip of espresso. He's like, yeah, yeah. which, yeah, he showed them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like real talk there. So they're their pajamas. So this is an early house call. And they are sitting in the dining room of their restaurant as if the, that, that right? Like, I mean, imagine you ran a business. Would you go there in your pajamas and eat your breakfast there? I don't know. Surely they have a, a dining nook, at least in their huge villa. But maybe, maybe, it's, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, they're in their PJs in the dining room, though. So, yeah. Um, so then uh, Miss Fisher and Jack leave and a friendly chat ensues <laughs> where Jack is clearly enjoying Miss Fisher's jealousy quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then he warns her to be careful because of the Kimura. And there's sort of a tense lapel clutching <gasps> moment where she warns him to be careful, too. And she's like absolutely just caressing his jacket lapel like. Uh, Ugh, and there's like a long silence there's like prolonged eye contact oh it's so it's like very a lot of sexual tension not to really oh, yeah. rating, for, rating for later but. Oh, yeah Whew. i mean it's a con it's prevents a clear contrast with conchetta there's nowhere near that kind of tension with no, her no yeah um and then bert gets out of the cab indicating that he's just been there the whole time you know witnessing this uh 
flirtatious scene. So and that's he's like, weird. all right, wrap it up. Meter's running. Wrap it up. The meter's running. <laughs> oh my god. Do you think that the him and Sess and Mr. Butler sit in the kitchen and and gossip about it later? Like, oh, definitely. Oh, you should have seen him today outside of the Italian Italian restaurant. Oh. <laughs> There's no way. They're, of course they're doing that. There's no way they're not. <laughs> Yeah, and then Mr. Butler's probably like, well, he's never spent the night. He always leaves at a reasonable hour. And Bert's like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And then Mr. Butler's, well, there is that one time when he drank the nerve tonic. He spent the night that night. He spent the night then. Oh, man. (laughs) I would love that for that to be like a deleted scene. (laughs) I know. Or some kind of like Saturday Night Live sketch version. So, anyway, what does Miss Fisher do next? She is not careful. She goes down to the docks with the cabbies, where an Irish dock worker reluctantly tells her about dodgy business with the eye ties last year. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They were bringing in tinned tomatoes, and you can see many cases of imported tinned tomatoes in evidence um, and he says that someone dumped a load of them into the harbor. There was a brouhaha where somebody died. Um, and then suddenly a gunshot rings out and the Irishman is hit. Some Italian thugs show up. One with the scar, who I have noted is pretty hot, TBH. Um, Wait, really? Oh. I thought he was hot. I kind of wish they'd swapped the actors who played uh, Salvatore and Guido. <laughs> oh, disagree. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so, like, he's, he's a bad guy. I just, like, I don't know. He just has bad guy vibes. Bad guy vibes. Maybe it's the mustache. And the scar. Yeah. Well, anyway, then Miss Fisher makes her escape. <laughs> and he's like, you would shoot an unarmed man. What kind of lady are you? <laughs> but he's not unarmed. He has a gun. Yeah, he's like, just, and she's like, this kind. And then this gun battle ensues. It's great. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yep. She doesn't have any time for thugs. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So then they make their way back to Shay Fisher where um, Jack is waiting for them and and, uh, the facts are recounted. He reports that the guy with the scar is Roberto Salvatore. He's high up in the Camorra. Um, He's suspected of getting Conchetta's husband, Fabrizi, to burn down Nona Luisa's restaurant. Which is incorrect because we learn later that Roberto is a double agent because basically Papa, what's his face? Daddy-o, as I call him. Antonio. (laughs) Papa Antonio paid Roberto to burn down the restaurant and then Nana Luisa paid Roberto to kill Fabrizi. So I'm just saying they're on the wrong track here. Indeed. Indeed. Wait, but I mean, Salvatore was responsible for both acts, right? Yes, he was. Okay. But he was being paid by the two different, the two families to, to, to do both things. Like he burned down the restaurant and he killed Fabrizi. Mm -hmm. Anyways. (laughs) So that's kind of it for that scene. Um, mm-hmm. they, hit, they head back to City South where Guido reports that um, the Camorra was forcing all the restaurants in the city to buy from them. And uh, Nona Luisa was not a big fan of this. She's the one who got the tomatoes shipped into or dumped into the harbor because um, she was some kind of tough old bag, apparently. I also love the scene where Phryne is like, before he reveals that Nona Luisa was the one that, that sabotaged the tomato shipment, 
Friday's like, well, I'm sure you were the one that arranged that, and you fought you fought back against the Kimura bravely, I might add. And Jack's just sitting there, like, rolling his eyes. Like, she's oh, like, right. oh, you, you did that. You were so brave to fight back against the Kimura. And Jack's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's so great. It makes you wonder if Franny just slept with Guido to make Jack jealous, you know? I, I don't know. Kind See, I find she... Guido very attractive. Like, I, he's, like, very sexy. I, I don't know, like, he's not, like, objectively attractive, but his whole vibe is very sexy. I don't know. Yeah, I like his vibe. I feel like if it were me, I would have tried to get, like, a meal out of him first, you know? Like, I would have been like, could you make me some Italian food, please? A little fettuccine? In, in the middle of the night? I don't know. He offers to. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not hungry. And he's like, oh, yeah, I see you, that I you still have food on you. Anyway, <laughs> we're different people. So maybe Miss Fisher is just not, you know, different priorities. Like she literally had already. <laughs> yeah, she had. Um, <laughs> so then back at the morgue, Miss Fisher and Jack are, are talking to Dr. Mack, who is once again wearing the white jacket, which offends me greatly. So <laughs> Yeah. Um, but we find out that death cap mushrooms were what killed the old lady, but not the ones in her sauce. So that's important. She must have eaten them earlier. Dun, dun, dun. Also, uh, why couldn't, couldn't Mac just take off that thing and show off her, like, great tailored suit while she's giving the results to Jack and Friday? Well, she's she'd already... She'd already done the, the you know, the coroner bits. <laughs> Do you think that, like, she was wearing the full suit underneath or, like, um, they just let her wear, like, whatever she wanted as pants because it wasn't visible in the scene? Mm. Like, she's just wearing sweatpants? <laughs> Maybe. It's impossible to say. She's just wearing that white coat. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so that's basically it for that scene. Um, um I did... I did note that, like, later in the episode, they refer to these um, death cap mushrooms as ammonitis, which I know from my the turn that I took as a wild mushroom hunter is sort of those classic toadstool looking mushrooms, the red uh-huh. with the white, the white dots on them. Um, and uh, it they're like sort of classic, classic deadly mushrooms like don't eat that. <laughs> And it's like she wouldn't have mistaken them even if she wasn't wearing her glasses. Yeah, she definitely wouldn't have. They don't look like something that you would eat. Because Mariana's like, well, she was an expert. She collected the mushrooms herself, you know, unless she yeah. wasn't wearing her glasses and then like see her glasses sitting there. It's like, it's, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. At least I don't think that there's another mushroom that looks like it. I could be wrong about that. But there are some mushrooms that are like only for advanced hunters because they could be easily mistaken or yeah. confused with poisonous ones. Anyway, um, now we can move on. <laughs> but yeah, the next scene is where they talk about them, where Franny goes to confront Mar- Mariana about the mushrooms. And this is also where she confronts her about the butter. And she's like, it's, it's been there for days, which, as you suggest, is, is unrealistic in an Italian restaurant. But um, this is also where Franny reveals <laughs> that she has figured out that Mariana and Vincenzo are in love. <laughs> From this one yeah. exchange at the police station. Ugh, unlikely. <laughs> and predictably, Mariana then just admits everything that she was at. The, not, not everything. She doesn't admit to killing Donna Luisa. Donna Luisa at this point. But she's like, yeah. yes, me and Vincenzo are in love. I wasn't at the dairy. I was at the pictures and produces her ticket. Yeah. And th- I mean, 
at this point, it's all sounding pretty suspicious. But maybe that's just me, like, retroactively knowing that she's the yeah. murderer. I don't know. I think even the first time I watched this, I started getting suspicious at this point. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the fact that she made up the story about the butter, like, she could have just said that she went to the movies. She didn't have to say that she went with Vincenzo. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, it's all very... It's funny how, like, in these shows, people are always trying to conceal an affair or, like, something, some illicit business by lying about their motive. But it's like, if you're accused of murder, I mean, that's more serious. So maybe just tell the truth. I know. It's like, at the point where you're going to go to jail for murder, wouldn't you just say, oh, and I was cheating on my spouse? Like, I I don't know. You don't tell him, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. It makes for good, good plots. Um... So then next, Miss Fisher and Jack head to Stranos to confront Vincenzo about this affair. Uh, and then he starts to tell them a bit about the, well, I mean, first he says, you know, he's terrified of what will happen because of their family feud. And then he starts to tell her a bit about the Camorra and Salvatore before Papa Antonio interrupts and yells and um, they both kind of run off. But then Conchetta steps in to fill in the details Um Basically, she says that Antonio is in the Camorra and that he and Vincenzo were fighting last night um, with Antonio saying that he would hurt Mariana. So, yes. uh, yeah, the gig is up. The gig is up on this whole being in love with someone business. Yeah, <laughs> being in love with someone business. Um, so that's the gist of that scene. I think there's a missed opportunity for some, you know, romantic tension, little love triangle action, but there's not much here. You mean some tension between Phryne and Conchetta after their obvious liaison earlier in the episode. <laughs> um, yes, I did mean that. Yeah, uh, that's, what I that's what I thought. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then next up, Dot pays a visit to the church <laughs> where she is asking the priest about this whole wives obeying their husbands thing. And <laughs> she issues a veiled threat to leave the church um, when the priest tells her that she has no business questioning the doctrine. She's like, I've heard the Protestants are much more liberal on this matter. Oh, several lives could be affected by this. So. <laughs> Hugh, me, three or four children. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop <laughs> one or two. Seriously, three or four. You don't want to put yourself through that. Too much work. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it's great uh, uh, for me. Anyway. <laughs> Um, so then Hugh arrives because he's supposed to be playing security at the funeral. Um, and soon the whole gang has showed up. Miss Fisher and Jack watch from the car as Salvatore and Papa Antonio greet each other. Um, and then everybody goes inside the church where sides are conspicuously chosen. Uh, yeah, Jack and Friday go in and stand with their various friends. Yeah, very ostentatiously, Jack goes to stand with Conchetta and Miss Fisher with Guido and Mariana. And they sort of like eye each other as they do it, too. Yeah. Um, so then Miss Fisher observes all the mourners walking past the open casket and she sees Papa Antonio drop something into the casket. And she can, gets Dot to make a diversion while she fishes it out. Um, and it turns out to be a locket with both of their faces on it. Okay, <laughs> or at least... Both of their faces, meaning Papa Antonio, Nana Luisa. Yeah. The plot thickens. Yeah, the plot thickens. The sauce thickens. <laughs> did you, I feel like you already made that joke. Oh, you know what? Maybe that was when we did the 
cooking show, Modern Mystery. It was. I was going to say, I remember this joke, but I don't, it wasn't this episode, but yeah. <laughs> I read in a book somewhere like The Thick Plottens, and I, I just really liked that. I the liked Thick Plottens. What does Plottens mean? Well, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, we also see a little tension at the funeral between Mariana and Vincenzo. There's a slap. She slaps him. That wasn't a good slap sound. I'm going to do it again. There's a slap. Nice. Nice. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so then Miss Fisher heads back to the Carbone's garden to ask about said slap. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, there are no answers. Uh, and I'm not sure there are ever any answers, except maybe they're just arguing about the fact that they both tried to murder this woman. Yeah. <laughs> I also love Dot, like, Friday's getting nowhere. She's just, like, very direct, like, what is going on? And then Dot's like, you know, I feel like slapping my fiancé sometimes, and I'm not even Italian. Which oh, gosh. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a little rude, isn't it? You know, it's like she's employing an, a stereotype about Italians, which... Yeah. We've been making fun of Italian accents this whole time, but presumably at that time in history, they would have been sort of a, you know, a minority group more so than they are now, obviously. Yeah, and I think they allude to that a little bit, like sort of how they, how, like Papa Antonio talks about that, how hard it was to come to Australia and like not feel accepted. So um, it's definitely, they allude to that. It's not like directly addressed in this episode, but I think it's, it's sort of alluded to. Yeah. All right, well, so not your best line, Dot. <laughs> I thought Abby was a little bit funny, though. Yeah, it's funny. Especially given the, like, her and you having these, like, religious meetings about, like, how a wife should obey her husband. He's like, yes, I am on board with this. And Dot is like, I am not on board with this. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then Miss Fisher apparently stays to have dinner with Guido, and she shows him a locket. He agrees it could be Nona Luisa and Antonio. Um, and then Guido says some mean shit about Nona Luisa, that she didn't cry at her daughter's funeral, and she was bitter and twisted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he then tries to get Miss Fisher to stay and says some shit in Italian when she demurs, which I assume basically amounts to, you're in love with someone else. Um, <laughs> because then he says, whoever he is, he's a lucky man. Yeah. He's like, obvious, like, she's just leaving him high and dry, which I feel like we have talked about before, but like. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks for the bruschetta. I'm out. <laughs> oh, you want to ravish me? Bye. Yeah, I'm just going to take this napkin, wipe the extra virgin olive oil off of my lips, and I'm out of here. <laughs> um, but also, when he says whoever he is, he's a lucky man, she's so clearly unnerved by that. Like, oh, it's yeah. the second sort of unguarded moment that you get to see mm-hmm. her face. Yeah. Where she's uh, like, oh, right. Jack, yep, that's what you're talking. Oh, wow, so you could tell. Like, uh-oh, I thought that was my little secret. Miss Fisher thinks she's a woman of many secrets, like Nona Luisa, but in fact, Guido has seen through her. Yep. Yep. Side note, I hope that someday people refer to me as a woman of many secrets. You do? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't have any secrets, let's be clear. Everybody knows everything about me. I know, see, that's, I just don't think, I have this... I don't know. I'm just not a secrets person. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any secrets? Do you want to tell the world on, on a podcast? Nope. <laughs> this could be a, a great chance to unburden yourself. Um, I'm all set. Thanks. Though. Is it, is it you that's actually committed all these murders <laughs> in this fictional television show? Yes. <laughs> <I'm> so, yes. 
Okay, great. <laughs> now we have that solved. Yeah. So anyway, back at Stranos, um, Conchetta has Jack has asked Jack to come over because Vincenzo and Antonio are not there. Um, and she says that she thinks her father is trying to sell her to Salvatore, um, basically as his bride. And then she confesses her love to him. And all he has to do is ask. He's, he's so hot in this scene. He's just like so hot. He's so taken off guard by it too. And it's, yeah. And he's just like, Oh, your, your grandpa's not here. What, what about your brother? What? Oh, I'm alone Uh-oh. with you. Oh, you, you're okay. You're telling me I'm the only one you care about. Wow. Oh, you leave your, you leave your family for me. Okay. Turns out I've been using you to make someone else jealous. So this is alarming. <laughs> See, I don't think, I think Jack is, is, is genuinely torn. Yeah. You know, you're right. I think he is. Um, I think he's, yeah. But I think, you know, she's having to accelerate her timeline because she finds out that her, her father's trying to, her grandfather's trying to sell her to Salvatore. So she's like, all right, we got to step this up. We need a, yeah. we need to, we need this man to whisk me off to his tiny policeman's flat, which we've never seen. Um, <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. We've never seen, we never get to see Jack's house. He's always just at the office. Yeah. Never. We, maybe we'll see it in the movie. Never. I honestly want that more than anything. Now nah, we'll never see it. <laughs> I don't want that more than anything, but I would be very curious to see it. Do you think Jack has like a manservant? No. So he just presses his own suits, you think? Oh, or yeah. he must send, he must send them out to a laundry. No, I think he presses his own suits. You think so? I do like a man who can iron, you know? Yeah. But like there's no way he would be doing his own laundry, right? Because this was a time before washing machines, right? Yeah, no, he would oh, okay, you're right. He would be sending yeah. out his laundry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, well, anyway, now that we've cleared up that important point, um, <laughs> what does he say in response to Conchetta's declaration that I don't, cause this isn't the scene where she kisses him and is like, your heart belongs to someone else. Cause that comes later. Yeah. And then she's like, well, he's like, oh, like, I think he tries to get out of it a little bit mm-hmm. by being like, well, you're, you know, you come from a, like a crime syndicate family. So that might not work. And she's like, well, we could just run away together. And he's like, yeah. oh shit, the gig's up. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, he's so like, she's like, I am a police officer and you are literally the granddaughter of a mafia kingpin. I don't know <laughs> if this is going to work out. Seems like a bad plan, honestly. <laughs> But then I think they kind of just cut scene. I don't know what he says in response to that. I don't think we really get to see that. And then it cuts to him with Friday in the morning and he's like a little bit hung over. This is why I think he stayed over at Conchetta's. You think so? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because the next scene is at back Miss Fisher's house. Um, and they have a little bit of verbal sparring where he makes a remark about thwarted love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love this scene. Yeah. Um, and then there's some, yeah, some verbal sparring about who was out late with whom last night, which is pretty funny. And then Friday's like, but back to the investigation. She's like, it looks like in Nana Louise's book, she was taking six pounds out each Thursday. And Jack's like, yeah, but what were you doing last night? And why were you asking me? Oh, just friendly conversation. And he's like, yeah, but what about... You and then he like clears his throat. He's like, <clears> throat> right. I love to see. Well, Jack, I think it's safe to say that we both were eating Italian last night. 
What what would it be? I mean, Miss Fisher is sort of British, but also not. I don't know. Bangers and mash. Ooh, that's kind of gross. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. Food innuendos. Let's just move on from here. <laughs> uh. So then. They hit up Strano's again, uh, where Papa Antonio confesses that he did love Nona Luisa. She wanted to run away, but he wouldn't do it. And so she stole the recipe book in order to get him to run away with her, but he wouldn't do it. And I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, these people are terrible at secrets. Terrible. They're just telling him left and right. He's just like, oh, yeah, I was in love with her. Like, he didn't have to admit that. Why did he admit that? He did not have to admit that. Yeah, he's like, that's not me in the locket. I didn't drop anything in there. Or, yeah. I don't know. Anyways. But this story, I just feel like Nona Louisa is a bad bitch. And she's giving me, like, I don't know, like, okay, aside from the fact that she's, like, a murderer and she, like, beat her granddaughter, she just seems like a bad bitch. Like, you know that Rihanna song, Bitch Better Have My Money? Like, that's no yes. <laughs> Like, yeah, your wife's in the backseat of my brand new foreign Italian car. <laughs> you better give me the meatballs or I'm going to have to take action here. That's Nona Louisa. Yeah, it's exa- I hadn't made that connection, but you're exactly right. <laughs> I love that song. I um, Whenever I have a work expense that I'm not getting reimbursed for fast enough, I, I go to that song. Oh, yeah. You put that oh, on. No. <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect song for that situation. It's like not what the song is about. But, you know, like when you're when you're you're just not getting that not getting the money back fast enough. You're like, well, excuse me. Don't act like you forgot. Yeah, exactly. You know, I submitted the reimbursement form. Thank you very much. Yeah. I call the shot 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 of grappa. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, this is bad. I will stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we also learn in the scene, besides the fact that Donald Luis was a, a bad bitch, um, Papa Antonio has has a, an alibi for the time of the murder. He was with Roberto Salvatore. And Conchetta uh, confirms this. And then we also learn that old Papa is going to set Conchetta up with Roberto. So, cool. Oh, yeah. Cool oh, yeah. Grandpa. And it, Conchetta just sort of stands by mutely while he announces this. And there's just awkward looks all around. Everyone is uncomfortable. <laughs> Everyone is uncomfortable. Although, I mean, we, who, who hasn't been in a family situation where grandpa says something that makes everybody uncomfortable? I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. My grandparents all died when I was, like, younger. So, it, I don't remember because I was like 12. <laughs> okay, but maybe a family member says Oh, something. for sure. For Doesn't sure. Doesn't have to be a grandparent. And everyone's just sitting there like, oh, okay. How do we move on <laughs> to this moment? Because nobody's feeling good about this. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That is, yep, that's true. <laughs> Um, so then we run back to City South, uh, where Mariana and Vincenzo are being interviewed separately. Um, oh, well, first we determine, yeah. before they're interviewed separately, we determine that their movie tickets are for the same movie at the same time, but they're vastly different numbers on the roll, indicating that Vincenzo arrived very late to the movie. 
And Friday so. says something about it. She's like, you must have missed all, like, the, the intro reels. And then she's like, and the Wurlitzer extravaganza, which made me think of that Joni Mitchell song. <laughs> Yeah. The last time I saw Richard. So then after I watched it. Was Detroit in 68? <laughs> yes. Was Detroit in 68? You put a quarter, quarter in the world, it's her. Just to hear and, it work. <laughs> yeah. So then I listened to it after, as I was making dinner after I watched this episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. But a world, it's her, is a piano. Oh, see, all these years I thought it was a jukebox. But it was, so it was the first, like, piano brand to come up with an electric piano, which is, I think, where the quarter comes in. But okay. I think that was after the 1920s when the electric brand was was introduced. So, <clears throat> anyways. I wonder if Miss Fisher would agree with this sentiment that all romantics meet the same fate. Yes. I thought that probably Miss Fisher would enjoy Joni Mitchell. I think Miss Fisher would love Joni Mitchell. Yep. Yes. But maybe I just say that because I love Joni Mitchell and I love Miss Fisher. But oh yeah, it seems reasonable that she would have listened to Joni. They were both independent women. Yeah, exactly. Made With many lovers. choices. Yeah, I mean, you know that Joni Mitchell gave up her baby for adoption when it was like several months old, right? Like that's a controversial move. Yeah, very. Yeah. That's what that song "Little Green" is about. I feel like you have told me this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She signed all the papers in the family name. Oh, it's heavy. That's heavy. that's a sad story. But I mean, only because the father like abandoned her. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> um, Vincenzo walks into City South uh, and is as they're about to take his boot print to compare compared to the marinara boot print. It's just his Wait, I, I've got it. I know how they did it, Genevieve. They took a piece of paper and they carefully pressed it into the marinara. And then the spots where there was no sauce. Yeah. OK, maybe. But it would have left it like a like a boot negative, you know? Okay, okay, maybe, maybe, um, maybe. But anyway, they didn't end up needing any of that evidence because when he lifts his pant leg up, they find a bead from Nona Louise's rosary on his pants, which, like, honestly, he didn't, he hasn't changed his pants since then. He hasn't <laughs> covered his tracks. Those pants it's, have just been hanging on. It's more ludicrous than the marinara boot print. be <laughs> in there. This is days later. Literally, the funeral has already happened. This is days later. It wasn't even in the cuff, you know? Like, it was, it wasn't, like, down in there. Yeah, it was, like, it was, more like, poking out. Ridiculous. So then... But this is Hugh's, Hugh's chance to show that he knows how many beads are in the rosary, so I guess that was good. Oh, right, that was a cute little moment. I didn't know that, are they, are they all like that? I don't, neither of us know much about Catholicism, huh? Yeah, the rosary, it's like the, because you... You go through the beads and you say a certain set of prayers. Oh, right. It's right, like a right. very standard thing. Right. Um, okay. So then Jack and Miss Fisher strategize to figure out who fed Nona Louisa those mushrooms. Um, and they decide that arresting Mariana is the way to go. Um, <laughs> and also we find out that there was egg in Nona Louisa's stomach. So she probably ate a mushroom omelet. With yeah, well, and they also knew because Mac told them how many hours it would take. Right. right. And she had compromised liver function, so it was all just it was at breakfast. I think at this point, Franny already knows who did it. They just need to get yeah. like, the confession. Yeah. Now, why did she have compromised liver function? Was she also an old lush in addition to being like? They kind didn't of really nasty... explain that, but I assume so. I don't know. Okay. But that was yeah. The yeah. point is, she ate the mushrooms at breakfast. Yes. Um, so then they go to Strano's where Mariana and Vincenzo appear to be running away together. 
And another big shouting match occurs with Papa Antonio, who looks like he's about to hit Mariana, which yeah. is pretty rough. Um, so they haul her in. I haul both of them in to City South. And Mariana is questioned first, shows them a huge bruise on her shoulder, which she claims is from a violent Nona Luisa. Um, and she claims that this particular beating happened because Donna Luisa, Donna Luisa had found out about her and Vincenzo. Right. So this is where they do the sort of like, they're questioning both of them back to back. Yes. It's a bit confusing. Um, probably for them too. Like, oh, we'll be right back. Just sit tight. Yeah. We're just going to go make some tea. Um, (laughs) the classic prisoner's dilemma though. Oh yeah. So then over to Vincenzo, he um, shows them that Mariana had found Nona Luisa's recipe book in the floorboards. And I'm not really sure what this proves. It's like, oh, yeah, Nona Luisa's a liar and a thief. Okay, yep. Well, it's also, I think, it it colors his motive for attacking her because he's like, it it was my family's honor and Mm -hmm. it was a disgrace. And he's like, because I think this is why he broke in. It's unclear. It's unclear what the real motive is because I think he also, like, he was choking her, like, he literally could have murdered her if she hadn't already eaten these poison mushrooms. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then when he's faced with the um, realization that she was killed by the mushrooms, he claims that he fed them to her and he forced mm-hmm. them into her mouth, which of course Miss Fisher and Jack know is not true because it doesn't line up with the timeline. Yes. And we also, then they asked Mariana about the withdrawal of 77 pounds. And this is where she says that Donna Lisa had found out about her in Vincenzo, bought a steamer ticket for her to go back to Italy. She's going to send her away. And so then she killed her. So she admits to it. Yeah. She puts those mushrooms right in her omelet, which gave me big dressmaker vibes. You know, remember that movie with, uh, what's his oh, name? Oh, we saw it together. The, Phantom yeah the really right oh yeah it. not the dressmaker that's a different movie but yeah it's oh. like the yeah did we yeah yeah i think we, we did we saw it together and we were both were like what the fuck yeah <laughs> pretty much but yeah she poisons him but not enough to kill him just to like keep him in line that was a weird well, movie. I, it was like he wanted to break up with her and he only loved her when she was like sick and she was taking care of him so she just kept poisoning him yeah kill someone really easily by just feeding them random mushrooms. Yeah, <laughs> That's not like that organ failure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, like, she should have just, in that movie, she should have just not, she should have just fucking ran away from that guy. Yeah, take the dresses and run, girl. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I feel like that, that kind of movie is an endangered species. I hope so. Anyway. So um, Mariana then claims that uh, Luisa had threatened to shoot Vincenzo. She's the one who had Fabrizi killed. Um, and the six pounds in the ledger was her paying Salvatore every Thursday. And then oh, Miss Fisher's like, yeah. And then Miss Fisher's like, she was paying off Salvatore in installments. And I was like, that's a little bit of a leap. Do hitmen take payment in installments? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah, the whole thing is, it's a lot of, a lot of sort of stretches. But that's Miss Fisher. Yeah. Um, So then Jack shows up to Stranos to arrest Salvatore, which does not go particularly well. (laughs) Um, Jack punches Salvatore in the face um, and then reveals that Antonio is the padrino of the Camorra and Salvatore was playing both families off each other um, and declares the feud over, which I seriously doubt, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice try. (laughs) Nice try, Friday Jack. But I love how... um, 
Roberto's like, I have a friend. And he, like, shows him his gun. Do you have a friend, Inspector? And then Friny shows up. And she's like, he has at least one. (laughs) (laughs) Say hello to my little friend. (laughs) I want to sort of a Russian accent there. Whatever. So then back at the church, uh, the priest has capitulated on the wives obeying husband's point, apparently after Dot's threat to leave the church, which, I mean, she must do a really bang up job on those flowers, huh? Yeah, I don't. And anyways, it's a bit anyway. of a stretch. <laughs> bit of a stretch, bit of a stretch. <laughs> so then we have an important scene back at oh. Strano's. Oh. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Um, so Conchetta and Jack are having a heart to heart. He has, quote, thought of nothing else since her declaration. Um, and then she says she needs to make sure of something and kisses him, which apparently, you know, this is where she discovers that his heart belongs to someone else. So, yeah, I guess I- this, this supports your theory that they didn't hook up before that. But yeah. So I guess, you know, if Miss Fisher is listening to Joni Mitchell, Conchetta is at home listening to Cher. Name <laughs> it's in his kiss. That's where it is. How will it, I know if he really loves me? And, you know, kiss. it was so. And it was. But see here. OK, just to carry on my theory that Conchetta and Jack hooked up before, you know, like sometimes if you drank a lot of wine and then. It's getting hot and heavy. You're not necessarily thinking about love and like seeing if if his kiss really means anything. You're like having having sex after a bunch of wine. Yes, I I would have to agree with you there. So I think I just I just hold that they they did hook up maybe multiple times over the course of this episode. Multiple times, <laughs> or at least over the course of the last uh, month. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but my um, my thing with this scene is. Jack, we never find out what Jack is was going to say. Because he's like, I've thought of nothing else. And then she kisses him and she's like, your heart belongs to someone else. But he never says yes or no. That's true. I would, I wonder what he would have said. Yeah. I'm very curious. Um, another thing I'd like to be in the movie, but I don't think it will be. <laughs> it definitely will be. I don't, yeah, it definitely Maybe we be. should call people who were at the, the Palm Springs premiere and ask them. No, I, I want it to be a complete surprise when I get to see it. Yeah. Oof, can't wait. Mm. So then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said soon. Soon. So then. (laughs) So then. So then, back at Miss Fisher's house, a very important scene. She's sitting alone, listening to Italian music by herself, looking mournful and plaintive. Um, And suddenly, Mr. Butler announces the arrival of Jack. The inspector, Miss Fisher. And he has a bottle and, of wine? Ugh. I have like 500 exclamation points in my notes for this scene. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got some all caps notes. <laughs> but she, in this scene, when he walks in, she just looks like a pleased cat, you know? Oh, it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not eating oh. Italian tonight, Jack? Yeah, it's, I mean, well, as you know, I have two cats, and one is a kitten, and the older cat is quite displeased by this development and whenever the kitten is locked up in a different room she gets a look on her face like miss fisher has in this scene like (laughs) oh i am victorious the competitor has been vanquished (laughs) (laughs) and and he's like stranos is closed 
And then she's like, looks like you'll have to do make do with me. And then he says, looks like we'll have to make do with each other. <laughs> oh, my heart. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then it still takes, like, fucking five more episodes before they finally kiss. But, like, what I my question is, what happens here? He shows up for a late night drink after basically indicating that his romantic, her romantic rival is out of the picture. And then what are we supposed to think? They just drink coffee and then go to bed separately. He goes home. See, I there, there's just no way that they were hooking up. They don't hook up after this. But I said that like five episodes ago. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, Maybe because um her father is still staying at her house. <laughs> oh, doesn't she ship? It? No, wait. Yeah, we, we don't learn anything about the father in this episode. He disappears much like young Janie. <laughs> reappearing uh, when it's convenient to the plot exactly all right murder recap yes all right <clears throat> i'm rubbing my hands together <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> all right so there's two families the stranos and the carbonis they've been feuding for no good reason except that they're italian and have competing restaurants i guess um and also the mafia so two young members from each family mariana and vincenza fall in love like romeo and juliet However, um, <laughs> instead of killing themselves, other murders ensue. Um, we also learned that they are not the first ill-fated lovers from these two families. Their grandparents, Nana Luisa and Papa Antonio, were in love back in the old country. Nana Luisa stole Papa's recipe, family recipe book and came to Australia thinking that he would come with her. He did not. However, he happened to come to Australia um, and set up a competing restaurant in the same town. They could have gone to different places, but no, they both end up in Melbourne somehow. Um, <laughs> he also gets mixed up in the mafia's tomato importing scheme, among other things. <laughs> um, Nana Luisa decides to take on the mafia and sabotages a shipment of tomatoes. And then Papa hires Roberto, a scar-faced mercenary, to burn down her restaurant. She retaliates by hiring a hitman to kill um, Fabrizi, his grandson-in-law. Um, the hitman was also, conveniently, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> so she then decides to pull out a family res- recipe from the stolen book for the Festival of the Madonna. Um, c- concurrently, she's also beating her granddaughter, Mariana, um, and has found out that Mariana is in love with Vincenzo. So she buys a ticket to send Mariana back to Italy. But Mariana has um, inherited some of her grandmother's feisty spirit and decides to make <laughs> some poison mushrooms to kill her with. Um, so the poison is slow acting, which gives Vincenzo time to make an attack. He comes to sabotage the dish, steal the recipe book and strangle Nana Lisa all at the same time. Um, so then he tries to take the blame for killing her, even though it was the mushrooms that Mariana had put in her omelet at breakfast. And the moral of the story is that love will make you do crazy things. So that's yeah. that. And you know what? Okay. Well, two points. First of all, we don't find out what happened to Mariana, but she's a murderer. So presumably she hangs. Yeah. But they don't really resolve that, which is kind of lame because anyway. But no, I definitely think she's going to hang for this. Like, yeah. She admits to murder and... Yeah, she should. They should have just run away together. I don't know why they had to commit murder. Anyway, second point. It would have been an interesting twist 
and one that I almost expected when it was revealed that Nona Luisa and Papa Antonio had been involved. Um, so a reasonable twist, I think, would have been that Papa Antonio was actually the father of Nona Luisa's daughter, Mariana's mother. And Vincenzo and Mariana are, in fact, cousins and should not be together. That would have been way better than all this killing. Yeah, for sure. Also, like, they could they could have still gotten together. Like, cousins, I don't know, it's not siblings. First cousins. <laughs> Um, it could be worse. Siblings would be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also, like, I just don't understand, like, why couldn't they just ha- all have been together? A bunch of stupid family rivalry for no reason. Some Romeo and Juliet bullshit. Exactly. And I remember reading Romeo and Juliet in high school and thinking, this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah. no one had to die. I mean, yeah, and, like, I mean, whole moral of the story for me was, like, don't trust teenagers in love because they don't know what they're doing and they're going to make rash decisions. And it both end up dead. It, oh, it's God. a stupid story. Anyways, that's my thoughts on Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> All right, well, um, that segues, segues us right into the worst outfit of the week. I didn't have one. I, I thought they were all basically fine. Oh, I picked fine. She wears that stupid bucket hat again, which I know we've, we picked before, but oh yeah, I don't like the bucket hat. She no. she wears it in like one scene in this, and I was just like, no. Yeah, agreed. What about um, best outfit? Oh well, definitely that evening gown that Miss Fisher wears mm-hmm. to Strano. It's a black oh, yeah. gown with a sheer overlay. Stunning. Yep, I put that too. I called it my "I am your competition" dress. <laughs> she wears to go meet each other. Yes. Yeah. Everyone needs a "I am your competition" dress in their wardrobe. Oh, for sure. <laughs> You, you just never know when you're going to need it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm married, so hopefully I won't. But uh, maybe. You never know. You never know. It could, it, you know, you never know. Yeah. It could not be romantic either. You just got to have that dress when you wear it and you, like, show up. Everyone's like, damn, not going to mess with you. Everyone yeah. needs that dress. Exactly. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> All right. What about um, best week? Um, Dot, for sure. Yeah. Dot, Dot had the best week. I put... Because the, the reason I chose Dot is that nothing, there's nothing like getting your priest to validate your modern views on womanhood, and I'd still go to church if that had been my experience. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you can cut that if you want, but you don't have to. Ooh, zing. No, yeah. Um, yeah. I do think, though, that uh, we are seen, we are shown Hugh, uh, at first disagreeing with Dot's modern views and then later in the episode agreeing and we are almost never, I, I can't think of a single example of a time that we are shown a reason why Hugh has arrived at this point, except that he just wants to keep dating Dot. And yeah. I don't like that. I don't think that's great. I think he's not really redeemed as a character. Um, so that's not my favorite. I, I wouldn't want to date someone who sits there next to me and it's, it revels in how great it's going to be to have me obey him as his wife. Yeah, that's really not a good look for Hugh. No, he doesn't have a lot of good looks, but he's so funny. <laughs> I know. I see. I don't know. I think he's just, I think he also, he's just sort of like goading Dot because she's like literally trying to get him to convert to Catholicism to marry yeah. her. Like, I that's think, true. I don't think he's like entirely serious about it. I think he's just sort of like, like goading her like, oh, you want me to convert to Catholicism? Okay, well, you have to obey me because that's literally what it says in this pamphlet. So, okay. Yeah, you're right. But yeah. I just wish it was done a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they don't add a whole lot of nuance. But it's just because like, it's it's sort of a side plot. It's not like the central story. But yeah. yeah. 
Um, worst week? Conchetta. Mm, yeah, I probably should have put that. I put Mariana, but I, it's a little bit cheating to put the murderer, I think. Yeah. Uh, murder method? Um, I put five. It's like poison. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a four because I, I just feel like the mushrooms have been used a lot. It's sort yeah. of a cliche, which doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, it's a classic, but yeah. it's nothing special. Yeah. yeah, there's a little like, like, you know, confusion about how she died. So, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 I love a little confusion over which method it was that killed yeah. the victim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about skill of the week? <laughs> um, butter sleuth, you know. Miss Richard does not cook. She employs a cook. So the idea that she would know much about butter mm, doesn't check out. <laughs> That's good. I put gunfighting because we've seen her use the gun before, but she, like, on several occasions, like, uses it in the heat of a moment in, like, where there's other armed mafia members around. So You're right. Yeah. yeah. I, we don't often right. see that. Sexual tension. 999. 199. Yeah, I had 102. Smoking episode. <laughs> oh, no, I had 999. Oh, 999. Even higher. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost 100 times the uh, maximum of the scale. So great yeah, inflation that... is rampant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's like specific scenes, like the lethal dress scene. Like there's specific scenes that, you know, the Roman soldier scene that are like, just like pack in more sexual tension. But the course of this episode and the storyline and the lapel, that, that scene where she, like, strokes his lapel, it's very subtle, but whew. Oof, yeah. yeah. All there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a hot one. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. All right. Yeah. It's Murder Wraps and Mozzarella. Wraps this up. Next Murder week. And mozzarella. Season three, episode four, Blood and Money. One that I don't love as much as this one, but. I literally don't remember what it's about. Um, I looked it up, and now I can't remember. It's, um. Oh, it it's the murder one... at a Greek restaurant. No, <laughs> it's the one with the kids. Oh, right, the kids. The kids getting murdered. Oh, well, this is a the uh, honorary constable. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, well, that we will see you in the next episode. We won't see you. You will hear us. <laughs> yeah, we'd we love learned. to hear from you. As always, send us your feedback. <laughs> well, don't worry. We can't see you while you're listening to the the podcast. It's not a podcast work. But you can't. I can. Well, you can. How do you do that? <laughs> mm, lady never reveals her secret. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Do do do. Here. Get, stop it. <laughs> Mackenzie's literally hurting cats now. <laughs> literally.